Northeast High. Hello, podcast listeners. It's Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 3, senior year, one minute at a time. I'm Condra. And my name is Tyler. And today we're talking about Minute 50 of High School Musical 3, senior year. Minute 50 starts out with Ryan dismounting from his moped and ends with Ryan singing, We're Being Pulled. We are being pulled. Indeed. I don't know. I I think some of us are being pushed, though. Yeah, in general, like, people are being forced (laughs) in every which way. Yeah, there's different types of forces, as a science teacher will tell you. There's pulling forces. There's pushing forces. That's just science. Yeah. Speaking Speaking of just science, I have something that's not related at all. All right, go ahead. Well, Connor, this is the first time we've recorded since I met Corbin Blue. I know. I I went to see Little Shop of Horrors on off Broadway, technically. Yeah. <laughs> um, even though it's only like two blocks away from Times Square. Yeah. It's the size of the theater. Yep. I looked it up because I was curious. <laughs> but yeah, Corbin Blue is playing Seymour Crowborn. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> In Little Shop of Horrors. He's got the glasses on. He's got the dirty shirt on. He is not looking good in a leather jacket. No. And he is singing his heart out. He hit every single note many times over. Very good singer. Not a lot of dancing for Seymour to do. Yeah, no. But physically, he was, you know, completely on top of every single move. I think he did like a sort of unnecessary cartwheel type thing during a scene where Seymour is excited. Love that. And, you know, he jumps up on the desk and starts singing and dancing. Yeah. All all very exciting and very fun. Comes out the stage door at the end of the show. I'm there with a couple friends. I tell him, hey, Corbin Blue, I've got a High School Musical podcast. And he's like, High School Musical, like Kenny Ortega, High School Musical. And I say, yes. We talk about each movie one minute at a time consecutively. There's a podcast about every minute. And he goes, wow, that's awesome. It's general, like, you know, stage door niceties. And I say, will you give me a a clip, a sound clip from your voice? And he says, what's the name of the podcast? I say, Wildcat Minute. And so he says this following message. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Corbin Blue, and you're listening to Wildcat Minute. Which was awesome. (laughs) Yeah, no, when when you texted the clip to me, which is why I don't have it in a way that I can actually do something with it, I was watching the Barbie movie, and I just, like, saw three text messages come in, and I'm like, I have ten minutes left of the Barbie movie. I'll deal with whatever Tyler's texting me after. (laughs) And then I opened it, and I was like, oh, my God, I should have opened it right away. (laughs) And I, like, ran upstairs, played the clip for Mom and Dad. And then when I got to work the next day, I was like, I'm sorry, everyone. We need to come in the back. I have something very important to share with you all. And I just am standing there and I press play on my phone. And they're like, oh, my God. God." Like, it was um, a lot of excitement from a lot of people. So. And then I got a picture with Corbin Blue, too. The picture is okay. The lighting's a little weird. It's naturally. It's uh, It's nighttime in New York City. Yeah. (laughs) Shadows. You could still clearly tell it was the both of you. Yeah, my coworkers were impressed with the picture. I didn't share with them the sound clip. And it was a great time. He's a very nice man. Yes. Obviously. Absolutely. He's only a few years older than you or I. Yeah. But look where we've, we lead our lives. <laughs> but he's very talented, and I hope to see him in more, more thi- Broadway things. Absolutely. I know he had a, a stint in In the Heights. Oh, yeah. But I don't think he's ever been like quite the star that he 
that he very well could be. I feel like he'd be fun in Spam, not having seen Spam a lot yet, but I feel like he'd be a funny Spam a lot person because he's got the comedy. I think he could be good really in well. literally anything. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, you know, he could probably do Hamilton. Like, heck yeah, he could probably be Hamilton. Yeah, but I mean, he could be Aaron Burr too, probably. Like, yeah. Although I haven't seen much drama out of Corbin Blue in my in my lifetime, I suppose. We watched the dancing Christmas movie. Oh, a Christmas dance reunion? Yeah. But even that's not drama. That's Christmas movie, which is its own genre, which is not even melodramatic. It's just sort of mini dramatic. But anyway, let's talk about Minute 50. Yeah. So we had one more thing to mention about Ryan's moped. And I wonder if your one more thing is the same as my one more thing. What the heck is his backpack? Okay, no, mine was the helmet, so cool. We've got two more things to talk about. All right. His helmet looked pretty standard to me. His helmet has the wildcat paw print on the back. Like that kid at the- I did see that. I just forgot about it. Okay. <laughs> like the kid with the the painted paw print on his head during basketball. <laughs> yeah, that was very cute. Did you see this bag that he's carrying yeah. on his back, though? Because I have no idea what kind of bag that is or what could possibly be inside. I have seen those before. It almost, it's like a portfolio more like for music or art. But Yeah, it almost seems like he's like has a drum in it or something. He could. (laughs) You never know. I bring weird stuff to work all the time. (laughs) Speaking of percussion, though, we start hearing uh, the piano playing in the background. Yeah. And as we cut to the band room, we, we realize, oh, it's diegetic piano music that Kelsey is playing. Yeah. I know we've seen the music room before, like in the first movie when Troy and Gabriella were rehearsing, but it looks like it got a major upgrade. Like there's like four cellos hanging from the wall. This is like the fanciest music room ever. This does not seem like the same music room from the first movie, but maybe I'm picturing the music room from the previous movie. Which wasn't really a music room. It was just like half a... Uh, the I, one with like the stairway. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I but I think you're right. This that, like if it is the same room, it's gotten major upgrades. There, like there's wood paneling on the sides. There's cellos and violins everywhere. There's percussion instruments. There's a giant tuba. Well, all tubas are giant, I guess. So <laughs> a, a normal sized tuba, which is large inherently. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it got wicked plussed, and I'm just like, what is happening? <laughs> Good vibes, though. I mean, oh yeah. Maybe you haven't spent as much time in band rooms as I have. Never. But I've never. It's spent very time. calming to be in a band room when there's like no rehearsal and it's just like, ah, music. What an enriching lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not like stressed about an audition or something. Yeah, yeah. Although Kelsey is working away on this this song for Troy and Gabriella, this rumored song that everyone wants their hands on, but she hasn't even finished it yet. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, the, when they were writing Jurassic Park, uh, Michael Crichton was, he was one guy, I suppose. Uh, yeah. And everybody was bidding on the book yeah. to, to turn it into a movie before it was even released. <laughs> yeah. There was actually a YA book recently that got optioned for two movies. Before the book came out. Sounds great. Well, the book and like the (laughs) first volume, like the it's likely to be a duology. So like the first and second movies for this first and second books. 
So there's band room vibes going on. Kelsey has sort of snuck in before school starts to work on this piano thing. Yeah. Not all band teachers are going to let you into the room if there's no teacher present just to, you know, hang out and start, you know, rehearsing. Yeah, protect the instruments. She's got a pot of tea and like a ceramic. This is Condra. Tyler. She's got a ceramic pot of tea with just chilling on top of the piano. Yep. Multiple cup and saucers, too. It is very weird. Like Ryan just comes in and pours um, pours himself a a little cup of tea and Kelsey's got her cup of tea. So we're over on the other side of the piano and it's just like, is this what we do? We like, we come into school and, and brew Brew. some tea and play piano. What is going on at this high school? Yeah. It's like, if it was a magnet school for the arts. Yeah, sure. Maybe, but it's not, it's a regular public school. So Ryan comes in. Yeah. Ryan comes in humming and listening to Kelsey's music. He is sort of like walking in quietly. And then all of a sudden he like reaches the corner of Kelsey's vision and she doesn't gasp. She does like a, a like a chuckle. Kelsey's reaction is uh, she's in love reaction. Yeah. Yeah, it is. This is like strong romantic tension vibes or like they're already in a relationship and they're like cute and comfortable together. And I hate it. Like, oh, it's you. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah, I get it. If you're the choreographer and composer of a a musical, maybe your relationship is like stronger because you work very closely together. But also like because it's a teen movie, it comes off as like, oh, my crush is here. Well, I mean, there's a couple different ways that we can interpret it because we could say that this scene is sort of being told from Kelsey's point of view. Yeah. So maybe Kelsey has a crush on Ryan. She doesn't know that he's that scheming. he doesn't have a crush back. He's just being nice and friendly. Yeah, that's definitely a possibility. But the way like their comfort around each other does give off different like Ryan sitting down and just playing and she's like, hey, I'm not done with that kind of thing it does it does read a little weird this is the sort of like casual thing that like theater kids and band kids do though they just like start playing music together and you know one person might even like overstep their bounds a little bit and be like i mean i'm just gonna sing your song and i'm you know i don't care like i'm just gonna do it and then i'll tell you if it's good or not yeah it's just it Feels very natural, but at the same time, feels so weird. To me, this is one of the most high school scenes that's happened. It's just like, you know, two music nerds hanging out in the band room. One comes in and just starts playing the song that the other one's writing. And then they sort of just chill out and vibe by a piano. That's very, that's very high school thing to do. Okay, I will take your word for it. Like I said, I've never (laughs) been in a band room before, so... But I think maybe I, I, I do agree that like the, the framing of this as sort of like a romantic moment and literally the framing because we get this sort of shot from behind the piano where we're sort of like boxed in with the, the piano lid on one mm-hmm. side and we're just seeing Ryan and Kelsey and they're sitting very close to each other and she's sort of like turning and smiling at him as he plays. Yeah. It's like maybe she's appreciating her music, but it definitely doesn't give off that vibe. So we get a look at the sheet music that Ryan is playing. Yeah. Because Kelsey's sort of just playing this sort of piano intro, and then he comes in and he starts playing the same intro. 
and then we get a shot of the sheet music, and the title of the song is Just Wanna Be With You. By Kelsey Nielsen. Any thoughts on that title? I think it's a draft of a title. <laughs> What's this song? Uh, I only want to be with you. Yeah. Who sings that? I don't know. Some 90s band. Is that like a ska that band? So- I, th- I think I've seen that song live, too, so that's embarrassing. <laughs> but anyway, that's what I thought of. And oh, yeah, because there's no difference between only want to be with you and just want to be with you. So it is Hootie and the Blowfish. That's what I thought. OK. Oh, nice. OK. Now, I am not a great music sight reader, particularly like without an instrument to like play the notes on. But I was looking at the sheet music and I was like, this doesn't look right. It's just the vocals on this sheet music. There's no piano part. Oh, my gosh. That's really funny. So Ryan is playing the the little intro bit that he just heard, and maybe he can play that by ear. But he keeps mm-hmm. playing piano. It's like, okay, unless you've been rehearsing this song together in the past, then there's no reason he should just be able to, like, play this from memory or play this on the spot. Okay. I, that's where I my music abilities are pretty limited. Um, I don't know how to read music at all, so I couldn't have told you that without you. <laughs> well, if you look at the sheet music, there's there's the first two lines are just a solo singer because the first couple lines are one person singing, and then eventually a second voice comes in, so it's got like that sort of the double bracketed section. You know, it's a classic Kelsey song where one person starts singing with a slow piano, and then the other person comes in and harmonizes. But there, there just isn't a spot for the piano notes. And the, the singing notes don't super line up with the, like the words that are written below them. But I've never really like sung music that was on sheet music before. So I'm not really good at like the, you know, how long you hold a syllable for. Or like when you're singing the same syllable, but two different notes. And then it like changes in the middle of the word, which is not a very common thing to do in English in the first place. Okay. Again, I'm not incredibly confident in in a lot of music things, so. And I'm not smart enough to explain it in a way that means something to you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, they're just they're just vibing. Ryan starts singing the song. Yeah, it's generic enough. Like, oh, we're together, but like we have to make decisions. We have future. It, it, <laughs> I mean, should we pull up the actual words? You know, I I was thinking about that. I got a lot of things I have to do. All these distractions. Our future's coming soon. We're being pulled, and that's where the minute ends. Yeah. So nothing revolutionary. I think the rhyming do with soon, kind of fun. Yeah. But it's it's still like there's, it's generic enough of like a, uh, Ah, uh, yes, this is the emotional song about high school love and <laughs> what's going to happen to us kind of thing that, like, Kelsey does well because we've heard it before, but also, like, it's kind of meaningless. Yeah, standard love song. What I was, the other thing that I noticed when I was listening to just this opening bit of the song is it kind of reminded me of another song. And we were talking about it before the episode started because I had to figure out what the song was. But it's mm-hmm. beautiful by Christina Aguilera. Yeah. Which just sort of has this sort of like, <laughs> I, which I did not recreate very well. But 
it, it's got the sort of pian- like plotting piano with vocals that the other Kelsey songs haven't sounded like, but for some reason, the way these notes are arranged, they kind of sound like that Christina Aguilera song. Yeah. And I think part of that is just like, that would make sense as a influence of Kelsey. Like Christina Aguilera's music in the 2000s was huge. And like in, like in universe, Kelsey listens to Christina Aguilera. I mean, that's just a self-referential Disney thing, though, because Dis- uh, Christina Aguilera was in Mickey Mouse Club and Synergy, <laughs> man. I mean, by the time she put out Beautiful, was she still? No, but. Working for Disney? No, but. but no, yeah, you're right. They they lay claim to all these things. Um. Yeah, I yeah, mean. Yeah, what, what else is Kelsey drawing from as musical inspiration? We would love to know. I think. I mean. I it's think the sort of thing defi- that like we could talk about. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> working on it. I think I would see some Colby Calais, like bubbly. <laughs> okay. I um, see that a little. And this is pop music, because obviously she's inspired by Sondheim or whatever. Oh, absolutely. Maybe even a little Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> yeah, we weren't quite at the time of like like piano Lady Gaga yet. She was still sort of just putting out straight pop songs yeah what about um sarah Bareilles? well she's not gonna write you a love song no but she is gonna write you a musical waitress vanessa carlton type deal yeah yeah probably up kelsey's alley yeah it's like how mainstream is kelsey versus how like i'm into indie stuff you've never heard of kind of thing i feel like she's pretty pretty straightforward in terms of like yeah i like the the top 40 pop but also like this one weird band. Maybe she listens to the Strokes. We we wouldn't know. Yeah. The kind of music people write is often very different than the kind of music people play. Yeah, that is true. But I think for <laughs> musical influence on like her songwriting, I think what we listed is pretty expected. Yeah. So it's cute. It seems like Ryan is genuinely interested in making a connection with Kelsey and not just trying to do his sister's bidding, which I think is the overall yeah. character thing that we're witnessing. Yeah, I think that he genuinely enjoys her companionship and like doesn't necessarily want to hurt her feelings. Now, is he going to steal the sheet music or is he just going to like remember how the song goes? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, what is his plan here? Does he have even, one? Even if he stole the sheet music, like, what is that? What does that mean? Like, she's still going to, like, put the song in the musical where she wants it to go? Like, how is Sharpay, like, knowing what the song is going to mean anything? Is she going to bring it to her arranger and then they'll they'll switch it up and then force something? (laughs) She's going to record it as a massive pop hit single and then Kelsey will be too embarrassed to include it in her musical anymore. Yeah. She's like, oh, it's too mainstream now. Everyone will think I'm ripping ripping something off that I wrote. And they won't want to see the musical that I wrote with the famous pop song in it. They'll be mad for some reason. Yeah. Anyway, should we do a segment? I think we should do a segment. We actually, we're going back. We're going to do a decom of the Week segment. Whoa. We have more singing in the next minute, so we can talk more about the song and stuff then. Yeah. Well, what's the movie that we're going to talk about today, Condra? Today, Tyler, I have for you 
the 2012, January of 2012, Disney Channel original movie, Frenemies. Frenemies. Oh, boy. I wonder what this one could be about. Starring Bella Thorne, Zendaya, Mary Mooser, Nick Robinson, and Stephanie Scott. So big cast for this one. It sounds like it's a standard middle high school movie about people who are frenemies. But let's get into it. Um, So it seems like Zendaya and one of the other ones will be the leads. And they probably they probably start as friends. I guess this is what this is what the thing you have to figure out is like, is this people who are already friends who then, you know, get into a fight and become frenemies or enemies? And then they and then they sort of go through the the movie, you know, enacting revenge upon each other. So because it could be sort of like a prank based movie where it's like, oh, they they do a bunch of like mean things back and forth to each other and then they both get at the, in the end, they both get suspended, and then there's the big emotional scene in the detention, or usually the movie would do it in like a jail cell or whatever, where they have to reconcile and make up. But um, no, that's not what we're doing, because I said it as if that's what it couldn't be. So it's got to be something else, more exciting and more insightful, less derivative. So how do you want to... Is there anything else you wanted to tell me? I feel like, so you have more than just two big people in this movie. Okay, so so there's a friend group. Okay, so what I would what I would guess is that maybe there's um, a a new a new girl who comes to school, and we've got sort of a pre-established friend group here, and they they're they're like the perfect four humors of friend group there's there's the leader and then there's the funny one and then there's the sassy one and then there's the smart one (laughs) and they all hang out together but then there's this new girl that comes in and she becomes friends with them and she's pretty cool she's kind of like a she's maybe like a skater type or like a punk type so she kind of brings something to the table that none of our pre-existing ones have and at first they think like oh she's cool she's like gonna like really make us cooler. But then she gets along really well with the leader one. And then they start hanging out and then all the other ones start to feel unaffiliated. And then there's this breakup between the cool girl and the leader friend. And everybody sort of has to take sides. Oh. And so it's really a movie about like who takes sides in like a friendship breakup type deal Mm -hmm. and trying to sort through like, Who's genuinely being my friend? Who's like just being nice to me in this moment, but then like later is going to be mean to me, like in the group setting. Lots of drama about who gets to be whose lab partner and who gets to be at the the top of the the cheerleader pyramid and <laughs> <laughs> who gets to who gets to serve in the tennis match, which I guess both people do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who gets to sit at the lunch table? Who gets invited to prom even because it's it's a weird like mixed gender friend group where they're all inviting each other to prom. Yeah. And it all, I mean, does it all come to a head at the dance? That's stupid. At some point, maybe there's a food fight. Ooh. That could classic. be cool. Not, not a real fight though, but they yell at each other. Maybe there's like a vice principal character who's like involved 
or or just a generic teacher character who's like a mentor to these kids. Mm-hmm. Is there a big crying scene? Yeah, I mean, I guess we have our, like our one leader character who's like the emotional center who like does some mean things throughout, but at the end is like the moral core of the movie, the person that we're rooting for. Yeah. And she cries it out maybe with the mentor character. And then they, they devise a plan where they like set everybody up so that they think they're going to be taking revenge, but they're actually doing something nice. Mm. And they realize that they've all been working on this like big, nice project together and that they're, they've all been tricked into being friends again. Oh my goodness, the worst. <laughs> They're like, wait a second, maybe we aren't so different after all. Ugh. <laughs> and then, yeah, without a lot of specifics, I think that could be a movie. Okay. Well, you well, you obviously, because it's called Frenemies, detected something was happening. But it's actually three different stories about three different frenemies, all in the same movie. It's But it's not an anthology movie, it's just no. like a... It's all the same school, and there's, like, all these different plot lines happening at once. That's kind of nice, though. I like that kind of movie. So the first one is about Nick Robinson, who is the guy from uh, Love, Simon. Okay. If that helps, like, just to help, like... I can picture his face, yeah. Yeah. So he is... His story is a... Him and his dog, who were best friends, and they somehow have a falling out. Because it's a dog. And so, like, he the, the boy gets mad at the dog, so the dog runs away. And he then becomes worried that, like, his dog won't return and that kind of stuff. And he has to, has to build back trust with his dog. So that's frenemy story number one. Frenemy story number two is two BFFs becoming total frenemies over a senior editor job. So there's competition between... Zendaya and Bella Thorne and Bella Thorne is from she did shake it up she's in Amityville the Awakening she's the du- she's in the duff um so I, she, I got nothing okay so those two were great great friends and then all of a sudden um the they, competition yeah they they yeah they have the competition to to and it's like a real magazine, or it's like a not just a school magazine. It's like a real position kind of thing that they're fighting over. Okay. And then the, the final one is a Prince and the Popper story. Um, so like between there's like a rich kid and a poor kid. A teenage tomboy and a rich girly girl going to a private school and then trading places because they both have a crush on the same person. Now, do these all take place, like, at the same school? Like, do these characters cross paths with each other? Or is it, like, all completely different settings? They do cross paths, the extent of which, and, like, one of them clearly goes to a different school, but I don't know which school is, like, the primary one, if it's where the skateboarder girl goes to or the the preppy girl goes to. But, yeah, they're all in the same universe, like, same town, same relative setting. Because that kind of movie can be fun. I think that's what, like, that old movie Crash is. It's like, oh, you have these characters who are living their individual lives and having their own problems, but then they all intertwine in some interesting way that causes them to, like, learn the lesson from the other person that, yeah. like, they needed all them in themselves all along or something. Yeah. And sometimes the lesson is more than just racism is bad. Definitely. 
So, so that's Frenemies. I thought it was a bit of a different one for a DCOM, especially like it's, it, it's 2012. It has a lot of like Disney star casts for the time kind of thing, but it also like to think of who they became in the years after. Like, does, Zen- does Zendaya remember this movie? Who knows? I mean, probably. Probably. I think, yeah, sometimes, you know, you can come up with the sort of the simplicity of the writing and the characters, but the the narrative structure is something that's hard to pin down on on a game like this. Like, there'd be no way to, to predict that there'd be like, you know, three very distinct storylines in the movie as opposed to what I pitched, which was more of like, hey, we've got like sort of a, a five character movie where, you know, everyone has their own little threads, but it's all basically the same plot. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's interesting. Yeah. Is it regarded as any good or is it just a decom? I think so. It was a January release, which means it was a slightly more like they thought better of it. Um, and it's also based on a novel of the same name by Alexa Young, too. So in case you were wondering, you can read the book as well. It had f- so when it premiered, it got 4.2 million views in the U.S. So it's not a terrible and it was nominated for some like young artist awards and stuff. And like they got rec- like some of the actors got recognized for their work. But I don't think it's it's not like a, a Twitches or a Cheetah Girls. Like it doesn't like have the pa- impact, but it's I think it's still well respected enough as like a classic decom. All right. And is it on Disney Plus? It is. OK, so people can go catch Zendaya in frenemies or i think you can now watch spider-man far from home as well on disney plus yep just have a zendaya day day of zendaya day of zendaya a zendaya i don't know stupid all right (laughs) well well (laughs) until next time that's been minute 50 of high school musical three senior year and frenemies the decom you can find us on social media at amateur nerds on instagram or at Wildcat Minute on Tumblr. You can send us an email to amateurnerdspresent at gmail.com. Yeah, let us know your favorite Zendaya movie. We said movie, not TV show. I don't want to hear about Euphoria. <laughs> Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at T Golden Art on Instagram. And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at joewinslowmusic.com. I have been Condra. And I've been Tyler. See you next time to find out if Ryan and Kelsey will continue the romantic tension you can bet on it